Everyone, remain calm. Yeah, ooh, ah, that's how it always starts. And later there's running and screaming. Somebody talk to me, what is happening? Welcome to Jurassic World. You're listening to the Jurassic Park Podcast. You want to consult here or in my bungalow? <laughs> Hold on to your butt. Well, we're back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 153rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Jost, and we're here to discuss all things Jurassic Park. This is the first episode of Jurassic June. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom debuts in theaters this month, actually this week in the United Kingdom um, and across the world and other places as well. It's This is crazy. This is a crazy time. Um, it's a tough time for many of us here in, in the U.S. as we have to stay off the internet and away from all the spoilers and whatnot that'll be abound on the internet. So uh, fair warning, you know, just be nice, people. Be, be, be cautious of the people who cannot see this movie. We understand you're very excited and want to talk about it. So talk about it. Um, we'll just have to keep our eyes closed. Um, but this is just a crazy time for Jurassic fans. It is so exciting. Uh, June here for the podcast. We have so many things going on. Um, a lot of giveaways, actually, that we will be announcing shortly. We don't have that information for you just yet. We're still finalizing a few prize packs. So we do have a lot of items coming for you. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're still working on all the details there. Just keep an eye out on the podcast and on our website for all that stuff in the future. But it is a crazy time. We have the um, the T-Rex the is popping up all over the world. It just recently debuted at the Grove in L.A. Um, it's out in the U.K. at the same time, and all kinds of stuff is over there as well. We have, um, man, what do we have? We have the DPG in full effect uh, with the, the website over there posting all kinds of great content leading up to this film. It really seems like all the uh, stores, like whether it's a Walmart or a Target or any toy store out there, is they're in full effect right now with uh, the marketing and everything. So you've seen giant uh, Jurassic World, um, you know, promo boxes and images and banners and all kinds of stuff in the stores really showcasing these toys full shelves it's been amazing seeing all these images float in um, from stores around the country and the world actually and then you have even even more merchandise that's coming out aside from uh the mattel stuff and all that there's uh chronicle collectibles is hitting it looks like they're hitting it out of the park here with a replica blue statue which i think we talked about that earlier but um this thing looks very cool and it's a life-size baby blue like that is amazing uh, I know all the information's out on their Facebook, so you're going to have to check that one out. It's incredible. And uh, yeah, I, I'm super excited. That's one that I'm pretty uh, itching to get here. I, I might have to dive deep and get that one. Dive deep into my pockets, by the way. Uh, but uh, it might be worth it. And I know I mentioned the uh, Loot Crate last week in the news, but Loot Crate now has a Jurassic Park item. Crazy. Like, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I, I just love it. I can't believe this is the world we live in right now where... Jurassic Park, Jurassic World is everything. 
The 4K Blu-ray just came out recently too, and that thing is beautiful. I know I showcased it on Instagram um, a little while back, but that thing is beautiful. So we now have 4K editions of these movies uh, that came with digital copies and, and a lot of the bonus features that have obviously already been released. But still, it's great to have a new official copy on Blu-ray of all these things. I love it. I'm sure you've all seen all those Lego uh, sculptures popping up. You've seen one of like Blue by by herself. Uh, you, there was one of Blue on top of the um, overturned Explorer, which is insane, huge. Not even just a, like a little collectible Lego, a life size like on the Universal backlot, a full vehicle upside down and a full blue ver Velociraptor. Oh, and also Jurassic World Alive is out uh, officially now in the States. It's been a long time coming. It's been released in a lot of other places, but it's officially out in the US, which is amazing. And uh, I dove into it right away. This game is a ton of fun. I have an iPhone, so I uh, instantly downloaded it. I, I've been playing it like crazy, and uh, it's essentially Pokemon Go. If you guys had a blast playing that game, you should love this one. I like it even more. Um, I enjoyed that one for a little while. I gave up pretty quickly, but um, overall, I thought that was a fun experience, and I think they even made it better here this time around with uh, Jurassic World Alive. Uh, so many things to look forward to in that game. You you basically play target practice on a lot of these dinosaurs as you're trying to track them, I guess, for their DNA. So you can uh, build up your dinosaur assortment there and your collection. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. I think you're like basically a part of the DPG somehow in this game. And uh, even the AR mode is very cool. You can actually just like go out to a field and present a giant uh, dinosaur right in front of you and, and take pictures and video it is it is really cool i love this game actually quite a bit i've been playing it non-stop like i said but with jurassic world alive there's actually special events happening uh starting june 4th uh it's like a featured dinosaur will spawn under like a special category or something in like your local parks and other areas um and i guess you have like a limited number of drones to use to get these dinosaurs so i'm very excited to see what pops up this is going to be a fun week and uh i don't know how long it's going to last but um it's going to be cool to see what's out there i know i mentioned it just a you know a minute ago but those t-rexes that have been popping up there was that huge campaign with amazon which came out of nowhere, just Amazon shipping this box across the country on a giant flatbed, a like the biggest Amazon box ever created. Um, and it had a scanning function on there that unlocked some stuff and you could actually find out more by talking to your, your Amazon Echo. Um, and you can actually unlock like a story mode on there of some sort. I haven't done it yet. I don't know if it's available. I forget what the time frame was, but... There's like, which is strange, but they're like, follow this podcaster um, along this journey as the volcano erupts. Everybody is getting involved in this. I know we talked about it, I think last week, the marketing budget being $185 million. Well, it is in full effect and it's really show, showing very well right now. Um, and I, I am just blown away. And of course, the tickets just went on sale recently, so I hope everybody has gotten their tickets. I know it's been selling out pretty quick, so that's amazing. Um, it, it's it's nuts. I mean, we've been wondering when are these tickets going to go on sale. They finally went on sale, and people have been grabbing them. And um, I, I have not gotten mine yet. I know. Blasphemy. I know. I am the head of the Jurassic Park podcast here, 
and I do not have my opening night tickets. Unfortunately, I uh, have some stuff going on on my end where I don't know when I'll be able to go see it that weekend. It's uh, it's tough. I it's it's killing me. I just want to go out there. I just want to see this movie. So um, I'll figure that out soon. But um, I hope everybody else has gotten there. So this is very exciting. And they also did announce that there was you know going to be a double feature, so you could watch Jurassic World and Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom together that's amazing i really wish i could do that i hope a lot of you um are heading out to that on opening night but speaking of those tickets it looks like jurassic world fallen kingdom is is basically heading towards like 130 to 150 million dollar opening which is really good i mean that is is exactly what they kind of expected for the first movie um but the first movie overshot that by quite a bit um you know gaining 208 million which is was amazing you know that was incredible nobody expected that it was one of the highest ever and um you know now it's been surpassed a few times but still that that was that was a record to to have everybody loved that that was amazing and then you know there was a lot of fallout from jurassic world so obviously it's going to go down a tad just because it's the second movie anyway but hopefully the people that are you know uh, enjoying this franchise and enjoying the, the direction they're taking will come out in droves and, uh, you know, change the minds maybe of those who are, are disagreeing with a lot of the choices. But I think the movie might do that for those people. It's a, it's kind of a weird time where Han Solo open or, you know, Solo opens up with a hundred million or so, and it's looked at as a disappointment but uh, here we are looking at 130 to 150 million. I think that's pretty good. I think that's something you could expect. Obviously, like I said, they, they've, they've spent $185 million on their marketing, which is a lot. But I think it will come back and this will make a ton of money in the uh, overseas market. In this market, it'll make way more than just that 130 to 150 toy sales you have dvds you have all that stuff is going to make this a huge experience and uh no doubt obviously will continue on into the third movie but i hope that everybody at universal sees that this is all worth it that money that they spent uh the uh, insane marketing that they put behind this movie i hope it pays off and i think that it will i'm very excited to see what happens from here and yeah, I know we uh, teased some of it earlier, but we have a lot of stuff going on here on the podcast as well. We have a lot of great interviews lined up for this month. It's going to be really awesome. I'm, I'm very excited about everything that we're going to be presenting for you this month. But throughout June, we're going to be continuing on with Extinction Level Jurassic Park. We're going to have Jurassic World Evolution reactions once that game is released. Uh, that's coming up on the 12th, uh, so we have that to discuss in detail, and then we have big interviews coming up, which I'm not going to spoil them here, you're going to find out when they happen. Um, we have Fallen Kingdom reviews, spoiler reviews, non-spoiler reviews, and uh, I am very excited to present all of this stuff for you over the course of June, and continuing on, we've got a lot of stuff lined up for July and, and the, the future it's going to be non-stop, and the fallout here from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is going to be crazy. But I'm going to discuss some of those plugs a little bit later on. But for now, in this episode, we present our monthly Jurassic Mailbag with none other than Jennifer Tarek for the month of June. It's the big final mailbag episode before Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom officially hits theaters. We have so much to cover. And I can't wait to hear from everybody that called in or wrote in. And just in case you want to be a part of the next mailbag, which will surely be huge, 
So make sure to get your stuff in now because it's going to be out of control. Once Falling Kingdom hits, it's going to be all over the place. It's probably going to be way over a two-hour episode. Um, I I don't doubt that. Um, So many Falling Kingdom questions to answer and discuss. Um, Also, we're going to have, by that point, we're going to have Jurassic World Evolution to discuss. We're going to have the evolution of Claire to discuss. It's going to be crazy. So if you want to join in on the fun, call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763. Email us your audio files or questions to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can head to our contact page on JurassicParkPodcast.com to fill out our contact form. Now, even if you haven't heard this month's episode just yet, we are already collecting episodes for the next mailbag. It's happening. Even before the movie's released, even before everything else is released, it's already getting crazy. Now, I mentioned those plugs before, so why don't we get them underway here. We have last week's bonus episode. If you haven't checked that out, we've been doing those toy reviews um, over on YouTube and the podcast feed. So we actually have all that stuff up on YouTube as well. But the uh, Claire and Gyrosphere was uh, reviewed along with the Indoraptor and the T-Rex, uh, T-Rex mask. We also did the Gallimimus attack pack figure and the Allosaurus uh, Roarivore. So we did all of those. Me and Aaron, uh, Mattel sent us the most of those items aside from the Allosaurus. As I mentioned, we should actually have um, some Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom reactions here for you this week uh, via the UK. So it's coming out this week and I think people are starting to go see it on Wednesday at like midnight. So We'll be getting some word pretty quickly, so you'll have to check our feed later on this week for some bonus episodes featuring um, some reviews or reactions at least, so uh, we'll keep an eye out for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. And some even more big stuff this week, we actually had the chance to go out to Frontier, uh, the developers that uh, created the Jurassic World Evolution game. I sent out James Hawkins, Steve Hurl, and Tom Fishenden. They all went out to the Frontier offices, got to chat with a lot of the developers and team members out there. They actually got their hands on the game. They played the game for a while. Um, they, I think they each split it up, so one person focused on entertainment, one, fo- uh, one focused on security, and the other one focused on science. Uh, so that was very cool. The three of them got to uh, change it up a little bit and do different experience there. And they covered it completely their their entire um, day that that they were out there a few weeks back. They actually did a full video log, so you can watch that vlog over on our YouTube. They actually um, filmed before and after, but also there's some interviews in that vlog as well. So they actually talked with Johnny Watts, Michael Brooks, Bo DeVries. They actually discussed a lot of stuff with them and got a lot of details, filmed it all, so you can actually check that out. You can listen to it. The audio version in the podcast feed it is there right now you should see it and also watch it go watch it they actually put a lot of effort into uh presenting this video log here so watch them head to the uh, offices watch them walking around the offices doing the thing out there interviewing people and uh heading out after it was all done it was really great they also gave us some gameplay footage so the three guys sat down played the games and they actually recorded their sessions so you can watch those sessions there's uh probably i think about a 30 minute video up on our youtube so go check that out um that's great 
that's so awesome. You can see, like I said, science, uh, security, and entertainment all being played out for a while. So, um, And the three of those guys, they actually sat down, recorded a little commentary of their experience with those uh, segments of the video that you get to watch. So make sure to go to our YouTube page to watch those two videos. And um, we also have another bonus episode. So after you listen to this episode, and then you have... Uh, the vlog form of the audio, like I just said. And then we have more discussion with those three guys, James, Steve, and Tom. They sat down even longer and did a, a more of an extended chat about Jurassic, about um, their experience with these these people. Um, so they have Johnny Watts again and Michael Brooks kind of discussing Jurassic in full and their thoughts on the series and a lot more. So go check that one out as well. That's uh, a busy busy schedule i know you know this episode is going to be over two hours long um and those episodes are like 20 and 30 minutes or so and then our videos so i really appreciate everybody out there that is taking time to subscribe and listen to this podcast and and watch our videos go to our website do all those things you know, I'm sitting here doing this, producing a lot of this stuff myself, and then I have these great contributors who are out there putting in some effort and some work to present to you guys the best content as possible. So we are all working very, very hard here this June and uh, the past three years, actually, um, and going forward to present the best possible content that we can for you guys. Um, and my thought is, we all can't experience these things all at the same time, so... We need to send these people out there to experience them, to send back some audio and their own experiences, to get everybody involved, to let everybody know how what it was like and how it felt and and all that stuff. So it's not about uh, you know just uh, showing off all this really cool content, which is great. I just want to bring that content to you guys so you can all you know feel like you were a part of the journey as well. And, you know, everybody, like I said, works really hard here. So I hope you guys are enjoying it. I hope it's not bogging down your podcast apps too much. I hope you're not getting sick of it. I know we are at the height of Jurassic and uh, the fandom here. So I hope it's good. I hope you're enjoying everything that we're putting out. I know it's a lot. Uh, I'm sorry about that, but uh, hope you're enjoying it at least. But as I said, um, this is a packed episode, and uh, I basically got through a lot of the news already. I kind of skimmed over a lot of that stuff in the intro here. And uh, so we're not doing the news, but we're going to dive right into our almost two-hour-long Jurassic Mailbag for June. Jurassic Mailbag. Mailbag. Jurassic Mailbag with Brad Jost and Jennifer Tarek. Welcome back to the Jurassic Mailbag. This time for June. It's our huge June episode before Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom hits theaters around the world. Uh, that's partially true statement since it's been debuting all over the place already. But, um, you know, it's the big month of June. We've got Jurassic World Evolution. We have Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. We have the evolution of Claire. So many things are coming out this month. And to celebrate it all, I have Jennifer Tarek here with me. How you doing, Jen? 
Hello. I'm so tired. Press week <laughs> is killing me. <laughs> yes, right? It's just so much going on all at once. June is here to kill us, I think. I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready. I was prepared. Then I got hit by a giant truck, and it was called Press Week. I don't it's, know how I'm here. It's nonstop. It's just like one world tour after another, just uh, hitting, hitting, hitting the globe and just insane amount of things are coming from all these different places whether it was like london or shanghai or i don't even know where they're on to next but uh there's a lot going on i mean and if you're not caught up with the day you're just gonna die because you you never will catch up because the next day is gonna be just as busy it's so crazy this is i i try to prepare myself mentally and physically for this like i i got good with my mouse like i got a new mouse and i was like ready and (laughs) it's killing me it's destroying me i don't know if i'm gonna survive this i think you'll be all right we'll 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 try to make it through june see this movie read read the book play the game play with the toys there's so much going on um july is just gonna be a letdown like hopefully not much is gonna happen we can just kind of sit with all the things that we have from june and kind of take it all in in july but um if you do want to get in contact with us after all these things hit the uh, hit the air, um, contact us via our website. We have a contact form on there, so you can put a little message in there. Or you can send us an email to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or even better, you can call our voicemail line, uh, 732-825-7763. Leave a message, no harm there, just uh, you'll hear a little uh, intro play and then you can leave your message after the beep. Um, I'm not going to answer, I'm not going to surprise you and be like, hey, what's your question right now, live on air? Um, but maybe if we get one during this recording, maybe I'll just surprise somebody for June. That, w- that would be interesting, but um, we'll have to wait and see. But we do have a ton of stuff. People really came through for June. We have a lot of voicemails, luckily. I don't have to do a ton of reading this time. Thank you, everybody. You're really catching on because you just listen to me month after month. You're like, this guy it just cannot read. <laughs> he cannot read without messing up. So I'm going to call. I think it's better we call. Uh, people really came through. We have a few um, emails here, too, but uh, we have a lot of voicemails, a lot of MP3s, and uh, even a video that was sent in. So... Um, we'll try to play them all here today. So it's going to be an extended, probably, episode of the Jurassic World. <laughs> well, it is the last time we are these people. I mean, we are going to be reborn and different next mailbag. That's very true. And and next mailbag is going to be no different. It's, well, it's probably going to even be more insane uh, due to all the questions after everything. Like, the, you know, with the game and the movie and the book, it's just going to be question upon question about how they all connect and you know where claire is in this book and where she ends up in the movie and you know what what details are from this game like what you can do and you know interact with and you know all the things that the movie is going to tell us it's going to be crazy and i'm really looking forward to answering those questions figuring them all out on this on the spots but uh let's start here today since we have so much going on with a voicemail from Ethan, uh, let me go back to the start because, of course, I was not ready. So here we go. Oh, okay. All right. Hello, my (laughs) name is Ethan, and this is my first time calling. So if I, so I apologize in advance if I sound a bit nervous, but I wanted to ask you guys three questions. So my first question is, 
out of the out of all the entire so out of the Mattel toys that you currently have, which one is your favorite? So fairly simple question. Now the next two questions you might have to think about. And um I apologize if I kinda of stray away from um the Jurassic Park topic, but I'm curious. Outside of Jurassic Park, the, the Jurassic Park movies, what are your guys' favorite dinosaur movies? So, the dinosaur movies outside of the Jurassic Park franchise. So, what's a dinosaur movie outside of the Jurassic Park franchise that you guys really like? Um, my personal favorite is The Valley of Guanji, um, the stop motion done by Ray Harryhausen, an amazing film, and I highly recommend you guys um, checking it out. And my third question is, now, this is one, this is something that I've had on my mind for quite a bit, and I feel like it's a topic that, um, definitely needs to be talked about a lot more, because I feel like not many people were talking about it much. Um, I feel, uh, so, anyway, my question is, now, we, now, this is the Jurassic Park podcast. Obviously, we are fans of the Jurassic (laughs) Park movie, but, and, and, the cool thing is, is that with the Jurassic World trilogy, it's kind of sparked a little dinosaur renaissance, okay? So, with that, but I'm curious, would you guys, are you guys interested in seeing a true dinosaur renaissance? And what I mean by that is, would you guys like to see other dinosaur movies or dinosaur TV shows outside of the Jurassic Park series? And to give you an example, like, uh, as in a true renaissance, um, I'm also a huge movie monster fan. So, um, I am a huge fan of, like, Godzilla and, you know, Pacific Rim. And lately we've been getting a whole lot of monster movies, and there's still more to come. So there's a lot more to look forward to when it comes to the movie monster and kaiju genre. But when it comes to dinosaur movies, all we have are the Jurassic World trilogy, and that's pretty much it. Um, the only thing aside from that that I can think of is that a Dino Riders roomy movie is in is rumored to happen. Um, whether that's true or not, I have no idea. But I'm really curious whether you guys want to see more dinosaur movies outside of Jurassic Park, or whether you guys are just content with the Jurassic World trilogy. Oh, is that it? Okay, cool. Uh, thanks, Ethan. <laughs> those are um, good questions. Yeah, All three really of those was. are good questions. Do you want to start off with the toy question? Do you have a favorite uh, toy from the new Mattel line? My Claire Barbie is my favorite toy. That counts as Mattel, right? Toy, toy line. Yeah, why not? It, it's a, it's all part of the uh, the toy umbrella. Let's. Uh, if, it, if that didn't count, um, I don't know. You go first. Um, I'll, I'll come back, but definitely the Claire Barbie for me. I have, I have I have two big favorites. Um, big being the keyword, <laughs> the colossal T Rex is my absolute favorite and probably one of the best toys they've ever made. Um, I love that thing so much, and we actually have it upstairs in our living room because we just have a giant assortment of toys just spread around the room for our our son, and he has these like li- they're literally called little people. Um, just like little kids toys and they all fit inside the T-Rex's mouth and in the stomach and we put like 10 of them in there at once. So we have a good time playing with that thing, even though it's like, 
it's you know he's too young for the toy but he knows how it works and and i love playing with him with that thing and uh, i think that's my favorite one and also the mosasaurus is really incredible uh, so those are my two favorite ones see i knew i i want to pick those but i don't want to be like common because everyone yeah, says that they love those two and because they are the best too i mean the Carnotaurus is so good too. I really like the Carnotaurus a lot, mm-hmm. but I mean, I got I have the Colossal as well, and it is the best toy of all time. Like it really is. And then I just I saw Josh brought his Mosasaurus last weekend, so I got to see that, and <laughs> that's amazing. It's it's like it feels great, and it just those two are definitely top notch. But to be a little different, I'm going to say my Claire Barbie. But those are valid choices. It, it's so tough like there's so many choices and like i have this uh, jurassic park jeep which is fantastic i mean the indoraptor yeah. toy is incredible like one of the coolest toys to scale because like the the colossal t-rex is great but it's just so drastically different than the other toys um it doesn't really fit in uh into the mix with all the other ones that are pretty much to scale um, the Indoraptor is so great, um, but and, and the Baryonyx, the Allosaurus, they're all fantastic. Oh, and you know what? The um, RC Gyrosphere is really cool and fun. I was playing with that the other day. Nice. I, I, really, I don't have that. I really like that. I really like that. It's really, it's really fun. It moves like it. It's cool because it kind of like before it starts going, it backs up a little and then goes, and then like it pivots like really <laughs> nicely. It's it's a really really cool thing. Nice. That's really fun. Yeah, I have um, uh, a BB-8 from Star Wars. It, it's kind of like the same thing. You can control it with your phone, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so much fun to spin around and, and play around. My dog goes crazy for it. Uh, my kid, I don't think he's actually, it's been a long time. I think when he was like a real, real baby, uh, maybe we used it. But uh, I have to break it out again. But those things are, are a blast. Um, but do you have, let's see, the next question was, do you have a favorite dinosaur movie outside of Jurassic? Um. Um, not one that I really watch a lot, but I'm trying to think of dinosaur movies. I guess like the Land Before Time, I I like, but course, I don't really yeah. watch it anymore. I don't I know. Do it you? Recently, actually, I I saw it. Um, you know, I think it's on something. I don't know whether it's Netflix or Hulu or Amazon, one of those things. Um, I watched it recently, and it's it's still great. It really holds up. Um, but uh, yeah, it's hard because. Jurassic is like the one franchise, the one genre that just decimates all other, you know, competition. You can have like a ton of superheroes from different, you know, DC or Marvel or whatever, even like a made up superhero, all competing against each other. Um, And then you can have, let's see, like spy movies. There's like Mission Impossibles and James Bonds and just random spies. Uh, There's just like so many genres out there that compete against each other and just create like copycats, but you don't really have that with Jurassic. You know, that's, that's a very interesting thing that this, this franchise kind of decimates all the competition. And yes, there's like, there's a lot of like direct uh, DVD or home video or Netflix or whatever, but nothing, nothing comes even close to Jurassic and, and all that stuff. So it's it's tough to even pick out some. Yeah, I can't really think of any. I mean, outside of games like Jurassic or 
dinosaur movies, they're just non-existent, which is a good segue into the third question of would we want to see these movies? And, you know, um, as a dinosaur fan, I would say yes, but also as a Jurassic fan, I kind of want to say no, because I like that Jurassic holds that market, and I don't think anything can really come close to Jurassic, and even if they did create something, it would be enjoyable, but in my head, I'd be like, it's not Jurassic, it's not Jurassic, you know, so it's a weird catch 22 happening yeah i know it's it's very tough and you know like there's star wars fans there's star trek fans they can both you know share the same space but we don't have that competition we just have us loving jurassic and i mean there's little movies like like the good dinosaur from pixar i like that movie a lot of people didn't it didn't make a ton of money kind of was looked at as a disappointment um, and I, I know he mentioned like Godzilla, which is not really a dinosaur movie, but it's a movie monster. I love the movie monster um, universe that they're creating with King Kong and, and Godzilla and, and whatnot. Um, even the Ice Age movies have now had dinosaurs in oh, them. Yeah. So those are, those are always fun. Um, mm-hmm. King Kong uh, even just has dinosaur, you know, V-Rexes, whatever you want to call them in there. So that's that's always interesting. But there's... <sighs> Are they still making Land Before Times? I think they stopped a few years ago. I don't know. I actually do remember when Ice Age came out with the dinosaur one because I'm a big – I love Ice Age. I loved it since I was a kid, and me and my dad always go to see them. And whenever the dinosaur one did come out and it was announced, I was super excited because it was a dinosaur version of something that I like. So maybe, yeah, maybe I would really be into something dinosaur coming out, more dinosaur things coming out. Yeah, and I don't know if like a a franchise – would work you know another franchise but individual movies are are pretty great and if they explore yeah. different territory um it would be nice i mean jurassic has explored so much territory you know going from a theme park to you know uh you know a kind of uh you know wild movie in in the lost world um another one in, in jurassic park 3 and now this one is like a horror thriller kind of with like a they keep saying like a haunted house aspect almost at the end of the movie. Um, mm. So it's it's interesting that they're they're exploring a lot of genres. But I don't know. I think that's uh, that about covers that one, though. Uh, you have anything else to add for that? No, I think that's about it. I got that one covered. Yeah, that, that was a good one, Ethan. Thank you very much. Uh, this next one is from Rowan. I think it might be a follow-up to uh, one of our previous uh, answers, questions, and stuff. So let's take a listen here. Hey, this is Rowan. Uh, I was calling, uh, I was the guy that brought up the, the point there where uh, in the third trailer, they the scene where the T-Rex is roaring and the mountains blowing up in the background and they kind of upped the pitch or the tone of mm-hmm. uh, the sound of the T-Rex that they had played in the trailers before it. And I thought that it was maybe a new a new tone or maybe they were hinting at like, that could be what the Indoraptor could sound like, just doing it while the T-Rex does it, just to kind of trick you or something. But I was looking back, and I played the whole, uh, in the original Jurassic Park, I played the whole scene where the T-Rex escapes. And the scene right after Grant is digging through the flares, and they then they cut to the T-Rex crushing the car, and the tire is hanging from its teeth. It has that really high-pitched tone that sounds almost exactly like the third trailer. So I thought maybe they just, you know, re they touched up the, the 
audio a little bit uh, to make the T-Rex sound a little bit differently, but I think they might have just taken that little clip and extended it because it sounds almost identical if you play them back to back. But it's just a really short clip there where he's got the tire in his teeth. Sounds just like that third trailer tone. So probably it's just the T-Rex after all and not the Indoraptor. But I am curious to hear what that thing's going to sound like because um, the Indominus Rex, I mean, I don't know. It didn't really have that iconic sound like T-Rex does. So it'd be kind of cool if they could come up with some new sound we haven't even heard yet. Like the, uh, what was it, the uh, Spinosaurus too. I mean... I don't know, nothing really beats the T-Rex sound. Not that any of them made sounds anyway. It sounds like <laughs> from what you read from scientists that they might not have made sounds at all, but I like to believe that they make the sounds similar to what we hear in the movies because that's way cooler. So anyway, figured I'd just have to bring up that point of what I, that little nugget I found looking at YouTube videos. So thanks. Have a good one. Bye. All right, so uh, what are your thoughts on uh, some of the other dinosaurs um, and their, you know, roars, whether they're iconic or not? See, it's weird because in my head, I have the iconic roar in my head, and I don't know where it came from. I might have even made it up for all I know. But, you know, it's, it's um, I don't know, the one that we, we was just, you brought up before, that I, it does seem different. I don't know that, even if it's from something drastic, it doesn't, it's not the iconic roar in my head. So I'm very specific, I guess, in that way. Um, you know how in, in the ride, that roar that they always use going down the hill? Like, oh, that's the iconic huh. yeah. roar for me. Yeah. And if it's not that, then it's not valid, which is <laughs> so terrible, but that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? I You know, well, as far as the, the T-Rex is concerned, whatever was established in Jurassic Park is is the roar. And it yeah. is it is tough to hear something different. And I, I don't even know when, uh, what and when has been released. I know there was something just recently. Um, maybe it was a TV spot or something. And it had like a, another roar. And it's like, it just doesn't. Oh, you know what it was? It was the, um, uh, let me see if I can find it. <laughs> Here we go. Um, I don't even know what to even search for. Um, but it was this, the scene where the, the T-Rex pins down the, uh, Carnotaurus. There was that roar in that scene. Like there was an extended cut. Um, hmm. And it sounded really weird. Did you, did you take notice of that Uh, at all? Do you mean the one in the clip? Like in the full clip? Yeah. I may have that on BDH Network. I don't know. I actually... I've actually, yeah, I do have it here. I can link you right now. Yeah, I've I've actually stopped watching trailers and I stopped watching clips. Like I'll cap them if I need to. Like the B roll, I didn't even watch with sound. There, I sent you the link in the chat thing. Okay. Um, like I stopped listening to this stuff and I only cap it if I absolutely have to. I'm trying to avoid everything at this point. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I don't know. even know the different roars. I haven't listened to all of them. I haven't listened to hardly any of the TV spots. I just cast them <laughs> if I need to. So I haven't really. I I don't even know one roar, roar from the next at this point. It's so I've been tough. Avoiding it. It is tough too because we don't necessarily know that this is how they're going to come across in the film. Um, and since we've heard like, I don't even know, just exaggeration, but like six different roars at this point, it's it's tough to say what's going to be the one in the film. And, um, I mean, some people can say probably cause they've seen it, but, um, 
here yeah here's the clip this is the one i was talking about for sure um and it definitely sounds way different this is the carnotaurus Pinning it down. Oh. It sounds so weird. <laughs> it sounds a little, muffled. yeah. It sounds muffled. It doesn't. It doesn't have the impact that the other trailers have had. Um, so that's where it, it was like a downfall for me. And plus, I don't know how finished this moment is because there's no. Oh, hold on. <laughs> There's no sounds, there's no explosion sounds in the background from the volcano. Now, of course, that could just be like delayed reaction there um, because sometimes when things like explode or something, you hear the, you know, like a firework or or lightning or something or, you know, thunder, you hear it after it happens almost. So maybe that's what's going on in that shot. Um, But from the other trailers, it's like the explosions, the roar, everything all at once. That sounded like a little letdown, like it was like some fake roar. Um, so I don't know what's going on there. But that's different than even the one that he was talking about. Yeah. Um, so I don't this know. One, this one here is a little closer to the, to what I like, I think. It's just it has the right sounds. It just doesn't shake the seats. Like I don't feel like yes. that roar would shake anything. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want in a roar. I want to feel it in the seat. Like I want it to like reverberate. Is that a word? Through the seat. <laughs> Well, um, you should uh, check out, I think, either Regal or AMC now. You know, they have, um, I think they have Dolby Cinemas where they, you know, they have speakers in the seats and stuff. And I think uh, Regal has like the butt kicker seats. Um, I saw Jurassic World with that, you know, back in 2015. And it was uh, it was awesome. Like your seat really rumbles. So that would be, you know, a key place to to book a ticket for. but yeah, I, 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 I'm going to see if I can bring up the old T-Rex again. Just, But I'm just, you know, I got to pay for YouTube because I'm constantly dealing with ads. <laughs> it's so annoying. Um, but uh, let's see here. Let's see if I can find a roar. This is not, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, let's see. Where's the breakout part? Oh, it's I don't know where it is. Somewhere around here. I haven't seen this movie enough. Here it is. That's a little bit different one, I guess. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I mean, it's iconic for sure. I love those kinds of noises. Here it is, fighting the tires. Here he is. Here's Gleb Grimmie Flair. That's the one. That's the one. That's the one. That that you just feel that yeah. like, somewhere deep inside. <laughs> so let's take a listen to that one again. <laughs> it's high pitched. It's it's really reverberating. And here is the other one. Oh, <laughs> Just a letdown. It doesn't like it doesn't feel like it syncs up with that scene. Like it feels tacked on. Like they did it after. Obviously they did it after, but like 
it just feels like they're just like, oh, we need to do this real quick. What should we put in there? And it, to me, it sounds like that one that Bayona was working on and one of, one of those clips that he shared on Twitter um, from like inside the editing bay. And it, it sounds like that. Um, and you could tell that's the scene that they're shooting in the background. There's like a little sliver of the screen. Um, and it sounds like that. And when I listened to that, I was like, mm, that doesn't sound ready. Um, I'm sure they're going to layer other animals and different creatures on there, but I don't know. Hope I hope they do. I hope it, it has a little bit more impact. Man, can somebody talented like take that iconic roar and just like place it over that one? Because I want to experience that scene with the iconic roar. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Well, I think that's what they did. You know, that's the basically the roar that one or the one at the end of the movie, Jurassic Park. That's what they've overlaid over top of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I'd like to interesting. Uh, I'd like to uh, bring up. Uh, the ending of Jurassic World because that one is also a little bit different. Um, uh, the roar is oops. Here's going to be an ad, so let's mute it. Um, <laughs> I remember thinking a lot about the ones in Jurassic World and how they were very different too. Because yes, this this dinosaur is aged, and of course it sounds different. It might might not be as impactful as uh, we want it to be. Maybe that's part of the problem, you know. But I want it to be. So come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't have it our way all the time, you know? Uh, here here um, it is. So that, it's very different, but it is yeah. it does still have that that awesome vibe to it that I, I really like. It has a different okay. like growl, warm-up to it, and then roar, but I, I really love that one as well. It's missing like that nasally feeling, like that nasal sound that's just so unpleasant and that's what's so good about it. Yeah, missing I think that. it's that high pitch young roar that the the Rex gave, you know, back in nineteen ninety-three. Um I think it's just it's just age, you know, and, and these are genetic genetically modified creatures that you know, who knows how their voices act after thirty years. Well, I just can't accept long, these things. I know. I, I like suspending belief. I mean, if we can suspend belief that this could be a real thing, I'll suspend my belief that the T-Rex roar could stay the same. Yeah. Well, thank you, Rowan. Why don't we move on here uh, to our next one, and it's from Veronica. Oh. Hey, Brad and Jen. It's me, Veronica. And Jen. Um, and Jen. I missed last month's mailbag because I didn't know that people were already calling, and you guys didn't put up anything, so I had missed it. Which is okay, because I didn't have anything to say at the time. <laughs> but uh, now that I saw this little teaser that they put on Instagram on the Jurassic World page, which I'm pretty sure I tagged the podcast, I am just feeling so many different things. I um, Honestly, I don't know what to expect anymore. You know, we keep seeing so many different things that, I don't know, they just kind of like, you're going to see them on the movie, you know, but it does, like, you don't really know where it's going to be or how it's connected. And I just wanted to know, like, what you guys think of that. Like, do you feel like there's going to be, like, a big plot twist towards the middle or the end? Do you feel like you might be surprised as to where the movie's going to lead? You know, we have till next month, and from there, we'll have to see. So, anyways, that's all I have for you guys. Definitely miss talking to you guys. Um, yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's all I have for you. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Trying to contain my excitement. I don't know about you guys, but we have one month away. All right. Bye, guys. 
Oh man, that is so great. Um, and Jen, what are you doing to? Uh, I mean, you said you were kind of trying to stay away, yeah. right? And I mean, yeah, I, that's like a deep philosophical question for me that Veronica just opened. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, I like that. I want there to be a twist. Like, you know me and my conspiracy that I really want to be a thing that's most likely not going to be a thing. <laughs> but I really want my conspiracy to happen, and it's probably yeah. not. And I really want there to be a twist, and there probably won't be. It's probably going to be everything that we've seen here. We just don't know how it's going to be carried out. How, she, Like Veronica said, we don't know how to piece it together. But we kind of figure out what what's going to happen and how it's going to go. And I don't like that we know that i've been trying to avoid the how at this point because we already know the what so i'm trying to hide from the how um i don't know i'm, I'm very torn about everything i i want a twist i want my conspiracy i don't think we're gonna get it i don't want to know anything that's happening but yet everything keeps like popping up on my feed and then i i'm trying to hide so i don't know it's a very conflicting complicated place for me with that stuff yeah, it really is. I, I've been struggling with that uh, over the past few months. Like, I wanted to stay as fresh as possible going into the movie. Um, it's kind of impossible, though, when you're running a podcast and you basically uh, you have to see everything and talk about everything. And whether it's in a spoiler section or not, like, and people are constantly tagging you and you just see this stuff because you follow all these accounts and, and uh, even, you know, it's crazy when the Jurassic World account, you look at it and you're like, wow, are you guys like going too far? Like, yeah, you've showed me so many things that I'm like, man, this seems like you should have saved it. Um, and, and this goes back to the first stuff that we saw, you know, or maybe not the very first stuff, but the, the stuff in the trailers with with that roar that we were just talking about that moment in in the movie is like. Man, a lot of people have been saying, you know, I wish I saw that in the theaters instead of on my couch or, you know, on my phone, yeah. like just sitting there. Um, and it's a very valid point. And there's been the most amount of TV spots I've ever seen for a movie. And we just heard that the marketing, uh, the promo budget and all that has been $185 million. Um, pro I think one of the most ever probably at this point. Yeah. And it's crazy they're they're spending so much money on it but at the same time giving so much away because they have all this money to spend on promo material and you know you see things that were left out earlier in the marketing scheme and you're like well why'd you real reveal that now i'm so mad that yeah. i saw these things and it's just it is upsetting um it is tough and i really hope that there is something in there that that you can grab onto and be like Oh my God, I did not see that coming because right now as it stands, I know, I feel like I know what is going on. And, and as you see all these single scenes, you could basically edit these all together and create yeah. a 20 minute long portion of the movie in sequential order that you could assume everything happens. And even the things that we don't see, I can kind of estimate like, all right, I think this is what's going to happen here. And I think that's what's going to happen there. And I, I have a twist in my head that I think is going to happen. Um, I've got a good idea of what that is. I'm not going to say it, but um, I have an idea. And I, I'm, I'm thinking that's what's going to happen. I don't want to disappoint myself in any kind of way mm -hmm. because that tends to happen with a lot of movies. You just disappoint yourself when you get too deep into it. Um, and, you know, movie like Han Solo, 
which I saw recently. And I know, Jen, you're sick of me bringing up Star Wars every episode. <laughs> but okay. we're so immersed in it at the moment as well. Um, that Han Solo came out and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'll see it. I'm, I'm very excited that another Star Wars movie is coming. But I know what happens. You know, Han Solo's in it. We know what happens with him, Chewie, Lando, Calrissian. We know what happens with these characters. So what kind of spoilers are in this movie? But then I hear running up to it the, the final two weeks before it debuted, people are saying there's big spoilers in this movie. Uh, so stay away from the internet. Stay away from any article, anything, because it's going to get spoiled and you're not going to like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, now I'm intrigued. What are these spoilers? And I'll say it was a big spoiler. It was big. And it, it means a lot. It has a lot of impact. So if you didn't see that movie, go see it, people. What are you waiting for? It didn't make as much money as it should have, and it, it needs you to go see it because it was an awesome movie. Um, and that spoiler is big time, really cool. Um, so I hope that there's things like that in this movie that connect dots and, and opens the world a little bit more. So um, I'm excited, though, to see what happens. I mean, at this point, I'm just highly concerned that there's not a scene that we haven't seen yet. Like mm-hmm. we've, I'm afraid that we've seen a piece of every single scene in the movie, whether it be a flash or just a moment or just a, a, a whole scene in the trailer and the behind the scenes, just everywhere. I hope that there's at least one fresh scene that my eyes haven't witnessed yet. Yeah, that's where I, that's basically my last hope right now because I feel like we've seen at least every single scene. Like I'm sure I've seen every single Bryce outfit, which kind of makes me sad. Um. And because like that's exciting when there's a new scene and you have no idea what's going to be and you have no idea what clothes they're going to wear or what's going to happen. Like now, I feel like we've seen absolutely everything, at least one of everything. Yeah, and I don't like that. Piece it. You can piece and it together then, when you see the movie. You you know what comes next yeah. because you've seen it already. <clears throat> and then I'm I'm still like it's so scary. Like the closer we get, because the closer we get, I feel like the more is at stake because already I've seen too much and now. I'm just like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. But yet there's still more coming out. I'm like, hurry up and get here, movie, because I don't want any more. Because even just the other day, I was post- I'm posting all these interviews. And I, in two separate interviews, Bryce and Chris, in two separate interviews, spoiled something for me. By I guess by accident. I don't know. But it's something I wish I didn't know. I wish I didn't hear it. I wish I would have saw it fresh. And they both spoiled something huh. in two separate interviews. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> so that tough. made me sad. Especially with the movie coming out in London and across the world um, next week. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be very treacherous waters out there. Um, and please people don't start tagging people, you know, whether they're big accounts or fan accounts or what, just don't start tagging people in all these spoilery things because, you know, we're trying to stay fresh even with all the material that universal has put out. Um, but it's going to be tough waters because usually when you get closer to a movie, um, they start even putting out more and more TV spots. But I, I think at this point they put out as many as you could possibly put out. So I don't know what else they could you, show aside from the entire movie. You know what's getting me also are the, all those books, all the sticker books and yeah. the, um, the all the books are, are killing me because I feel like <laughs> I'm seeing more in those than I did in any uh, TV spot. Yeah. Yeah, I know that that's really funny. You say that because there's like these scenes and and different uh, stylings and all kinds of things that you're like, oh man, 
Like, I didn't expect to see that in this kid's book that I picked up off the shelf. Yeah. Like, Lo- like I haven't read the any of the books, of course. Like, I haven't listened to the trailers. I haven't read the books. I'll look at the pictures and I'll post the pictures, but I won't read anything because even Josh was reading a couple of the books he picked up. And he's like, there are major spoilers in these books if you read through them. And I refuse. And I'm like, don't tell me what's in it. I'll read it later. <laughs> but people are reading them. Yeah. And it's going to get worse, so we just got to hunker down and, and get our way through June here and uh, get our way to the movie and, and, you know, enjoy it, I think. You just got to forget everything you've seen and uh, try not to take too much in in this final month and just have fun with it because it's going to be tough, but uh, I think we can all do yeah. it. Yeah. I'm also trying not to analyze anything because, you know, that's dangerous because then you start putting things together and then getting ideas and then one of your ideas might be right and then you're spoiled it, spoiled it for yourself. So I'm trying not to think about it. I'm trying not to piece anything together and I'm trying to forget things I've seen and heard. Well, that's my goal. I've got some trouble for you because we have more questions coming our way to analyze <laughs> and, and think about this movie and whatnot. So let's let's take a listen to um, the next one here. This is, uh, let me see if I can play this. This is a video file that was sent to us from Nemo. We heard from him, I believe, last month. Hello, Brad and Jen. Nemo here. So... Um, do you think Stan will kill Blue? Because <laughs> I definitely think that it's a chance that that will happen. I really hope that that's, that wouldn't happen because, you know, my favorite character is Blue. Even better than some of the humans. I don't know why, but I just like Blue, okay? But if Stan kills Blue, I think it will be... be with some kind of, you know, I think he's going to use, you know, his arms to like grip Blue and, oh, man. you know, bite her and, you know, take, you know, kill him by, no, I mean kill her by, you know, biting on, he, on the Blue's head until, you know. <sighs> He dies. She dies, I mean. That, I would, you know, burst into tears if that would happen. But, you know, there's a chance. I don't like that chance. You know, there is one because, you know, Fiona, he, he knows how to make a bit scary and brutal movies. So... He might kill off Blue. Well, uh, bye-bye. Oh, bye. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that is a very tough question, and I I was getting real sad listening to that. Mm -hmm. Were you? (laughs) Well, yeah, but I'm not a fan of Blue. I'm probably the only person on planet Earth who's not a huge Blue fan. Like, I don't, I don't get the hype. I know, I'm, I'm. It's might as well just turn off my mic now. But um, I, I do hope that something of importance does die because it'll make for an emotional moment. Like I, the island dying is a big deal. So there's that. I yeah. don't know. It's like, it's like will the T Rex die or Blue will die? Like one of them has to die. I think. I don't think Blue should extend to the third one. I feel like this is the end of the line, but um, I really don't know. And I don't, I don't know. I don't really care either way, probably. But 
I, I just want like a really shockingly impactful moment is what I want. Yeah, I, I, that's exactly what we've been saying for for a while is we need something to carry some weight and, uh, you know, some consequences in this movie. Um, yeah. I want I want to be afraid of what's going to happen and not just, you know, go through the movie and just, you know, oh, everybody's going to live. Everybody's going to make it out fine. Our favorite characters, our favorite dinosaurs. I want some growth and change and stakes in this movie. And stakes, yes. Yeah, like it just it, – it needs to feel like something could happen and not just, you know – uh, you know, the the Zara of the group or, you know, some random side character or, you know, a, a mercenary or something like that. I need like people we know and love and get to know and love in these movies to be sacrificed or a dinosaur in that case. And yeah. um, I don't want it to happen. I mean, I don't want anybody to kill off Blue. I don't want, you know, the T-Rex to, to die. I, I don't want these things to happen. But something like that has to happen, I think, to progress this franchise okay see that's exactly you got it right because it's, there's i feel like in this movie it's lacking of a really heavy stakes exactly what you said like heavy circumstances and just really complicated level of stakes because um as people call jurassic world pretty light i think it had a lot of stakes i mean it had a big theme park that was operating for how many years 10 years and then all of a sudden like the stakes kept building from the initial escape all the way to the end they built those stakes very well done and in this one i'm like okay well they're gonna have to build stakes again so what are they gonna do i was hoping i was hoping that that that, um claire would have this big repercussion about what would happen there'd be all this court stuff because you know i wanted that to start the stake i wanted there to be a lot of court stuff and a lot of pressure on her and a lot of um like responsibilities and just fault and heaviness built on her Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. Instead, we got the total opposite, a lighthearted DPG. And I'm like, um, that's the total opposite <laughs> of what I kind of been going for. So there's no stakes on that one. I don't know where they're going to find the stakes, but they Maybe. better find them. I mean, there might be stakes there. We know that they're, they're ruling on something. We don't necessarily know uh, at this point what that is. Um, but, you know, maybe there's some stakes involved with her there still. I, I don't know. But... I mean, that's where my controversy comes in as well, because I'm trying to find a stake. Like, my initial one was the courtroom stuff. That didn't happen. The DPG stuff did. So I'm like, okay, well, where can I find my stake within the DPG? And that's where my controversy came out, because, like, I'm just grasping at these things that hopefully they'll surprise me with and totally going back to uh, Veronica's question about just shock me in that way. And I feel blue dying would shock me in a way, and I, I need something like that. Yeah, that would be shocking. And, uh, you know, imagine what it would do to Claire because there's that, that moment in the trailer. This is not giving anything away if you haven't watched it, but it's just he, Chris uh, makes or Owen makes a joke like something like, uh, if, if I die, remember, you're the one who brought me here or something like that. Yeah. Now, that would be like an interesting play on it. Like, imagine if he did die and like, you know, she had that comment weighing on her, on her, on her conscience, like... Something like that on her would be would be pretty, uh, you know, shape shifting. It would make her a different character in the next movie or something like that. So whether that's a stake for her or blue dying for Owen, I think there would be big stakes for those characters at least. Okay, let me get on that train really quick because there, I know that's been your your controversy for a while, and 
there are two things that I hate that I have maybe encountered that think, oh, well, I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's going to be a thing. I mean, I'm I'm not going to say what they are, but there are two things that I've seen that could be that haven't been spoken to that specifically, but knowing what you've like put out there and just like matching the dots, I'm like, wait a minute. Like are they going <laughs> to actually go there? And I don't know. I I have no idea, but Yeah, who knows. Um but it but really though you know though, Owen Di- okay, Owen dying and then the third movie being Claire and maybe some of the originals coming back. That would carry a nice weight. Like it would be her film, and then the originals, a couple of the originals coming back for various reasons. I don't know what, but various reasons. That would bring in a lot of people would like that, and it would be literally her movie. And then you have that weight of Owen dying on there. Like I can actually get on that because I think originally I wasn't with you. I was like, no, they're not going to do that. But if they pull in like some originals and really build up Claire and make make that like a really heavy place, I could I could I'm I'm on that I'm on that train. That would be a big big risk for Universal, yeah. you know, like because unfortunately Claire is like nowhere to be found in in a lot of the marketing for this movie aside from the the trailers and whatnot. But like it's all centered around Owen and Blue. And that's Owen. even even the core theme, the through line of each trailer has been that story is like when when do you remember when you first saw Dinosaur and then showing Owen and, you know, training and whatnot and and all that stuff. And then obviously the, the plot line, it seems like this movie is going to be Blue's movie. Um, mm-hmm. And in that it would also be his movie because it's their storyline together. Um, so. There's something there. I don't know what it is, but there's something there, I think. Um, but it would be very risky for for them to bank everything on, on him and Blue and then to either get rid of one of them or both of them. I don't know, but um, to pick up the pieces and carry forward with with uh, marketing it a completely different way the next time around. It would be it would be interesting. And I, I would love to see that challenge. Not that you can't market anything or, you know, sell something based off Bryce. I think she's perfectly capable of carrying a franchise. Um, but that's just not the way they've done it so far. So that would be interesting to see that. And, of course, like you said, maybe adding other people into the mix, that would definitely bring in a big audience, plus it being a third film you know, a possible uh, closer to a franchise or, or something like that. You never know. It could bring in even more people. That would be insanely risky, but I, I really kind of want that now because yeah, good for them. Good for them to do that, to go against any grain that they may have. Like I love things that go against the grain. Like even when you pick, said pick your favorite Mattel toy, like I didn't want to go with the grain. I wanted <laughs> to go against the grain. I'm an against the grain person. So I, I'm always a party of one. So I yeah. would love for Universal to just be that party of one and do their thing and not give one single care what anyone else says or thinks or wants to do because I, I think that would be really shocking and really brave and I really want to see that now. Yeah. That All right. Cool. So thank you, Nemo. Let's move on to the next one since we've we've wow, we're almost an hour into this and I don't even know if we're halfway through. So let's try to try <laughs> to move on here. We have one uh, a voicemail here from Travis. Uh, so let's take a listen. I'm not sure what he's going to send us, so so just uh, be warned. <laughs> hi, Brent and Jen. This is Travis, occasional contributor of Travis Stevens Nerdcraft, uh, cast theories, etc. Um, guys, I had a question, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to see 
Fallen Kingdom unless I can get this answered. Um, <laughs> so we have a question. This goes to Lost World. Sorry, Jen, but you have seen it now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. Kelly Malcolm makes breakfast, and she makes a fire outside, which is kind of impressive, and actually makes, like, eggs. But then the whole crew there, they actually see the smoke, and they rush back to the site. She's made breakfast, <laughs> and my question is, does anybody eat it? What happens to that breakfast? <laughs> Who eats the breakfast? Does anyone oh eat goodness. the breakfast? If you could uh, speculate on that, I would appreciate it. Thank you for all your hard work, love, and mailbag. Wow. That's the best question we've ever gotten. That, that really is. I mean, it's a tough one to answer, too. Um, you specifically rem- remember that scene? Well, let me let me just say, I don't remember her making breakfast, so let me think about this. Was it daylight? I guess it was daylight. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It was definitely, it was definitely daylight. <laughs> oh, they had just tracked down John Sarah John. Harding, and there's a commercial playing. They just tracked her down, and then they're, they're on their way back to the camper, uh, the RV, and you know, oh, okay. they, they they see the fire, smell a fire in the distance, and oh, they go yeah, running they off. Real mad about it. And she's there. That. Yeah, she's there cooking, and she also has like a huge mess of the most amount of candy anybody has ever eaten. Why was there? I mean, did she? I'm assuming she brought that candy, right? It wasn't like Ian's like, oh, uh, <laughs> I need a lot of candy on 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 this trip uh, if we're gonna go see dinosaurs. Um, maybe I, he was. Not, maybe he did. He's that, a unique. But... He's a unique unique guy. Maybe. <laughs> I could see it, but um, I, I queued yeah. up the scene here. Let's see if how. I mean, much he's of always scene... chewing gum, isn't he? Like he's always eating something. He is. He always has. <laughs> yeah, he is chewing on something at like all times. It's candy. You're not the only person to, mo- to notice that. So let's. Uh, let me take a listen here. We have. I have the scene queued up. So. Where's the fire? Where's the fire? I'm trying oh, to change a hundred years oh, of wait, entrenched gotta... dogma. Keep going a little bit. We're still a little bit too far. <laughs> Parents. Parents. The Malcolm fire! Fire, fire, fire. So Nick Van Owen is getting the water. He's going to no, put out the fire. Nope, Dylan. water's going to make it stoke. Oh, no. Who started a fire? Who started a fire? Kelly. I just wanted to make dinner. Dinner? Oh, dinner? Oh, my Travis. goodness. All, it's all wrong now. Travis, come on, mind man. Blown, mind blown. Whoa. How could you make that mistake? It's, it's dinner. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, not acceptable. Come on, Travis. Want it ready when you guys got back? Yeah. 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 So then it skips forward that they're arguing and 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 all that stuff, and then they go through the trailer. So I don't know. I don't think they're eating their dinner. Um, but maybe, maybe they wait till the sun goes down and eat their dinner, but, uh, we have no, no way of knowing, I don't think. But that was a very practical choice for her to make dinner because they, no one eats in movies. Like days can go by and nobody eats in movies. It's a rare thing. It really is. But and that was yeah, a practical choice. They, they do their best to, to eat in this movie, which is always healthy. You know, you have to do that. Even, even mm-hmm. something you don't usually see in movies is people using the bathroom. And you have yeah. you have Dieter Stark. He has to go use the bathroom. So, didn't pay off. Um, but um, you know, that's the choice that you make. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But Travis, that was that was a royal mess up there. It's not breakfast. It's dinner. Oh um, 
So even I, I knew that, and I only saw the movie once. Yeah, you know, you held back from saying it. You didn't want to embarrass him. I did, but I, I didn't. queued it up. I felt bad, and then you went and got the clip and just put it right in his face. Yep. Sorry, Travis, but uh, <laughs> uh, we don't got your back anymore, man. You got to look out. <laughs> um, but next up, we have an email here from Brianna. It says, uh, "This I got to read, guys. So oh, you know, hold, you hang go. on." It says, "Happy Jurassic June, Brad and Jen." Thank you. How do you plan on preparing for Fallen Kingdom this month? Do you have a routine for movie releases? I plan to watch the Jurassic movies multiple times throughout June and reread the books. I'm even, I've even pre-ordered The Evolution of Claire. Also, okay. do you plan your outfits for movie releases? I've got my Jurassic shirt out and ready to go. I hope you have a great month and thanks for the podcast. Sincerely, Brianna. Um, oh, I'm excited for this question. Go ahead. I, ha- I have a whole thing. Normally, I mean, normally, no, I'm not really too huge on it. Like, maybe, did I do anything for other, no, not for, like, big, Bryce's big movies. I don't think I did anything, really. But this one, um, I'm probably going to cry most of the month because the press is killing me. <laughs> I'm probably not going to be able to enjoy anything until I am actually my butt's in the seat because I'm going to be dying of, of, from press stuff. But, um. Well, see, the thing is, I'm, I'm going to the premiere on the 12th, so I'll probably watch the movie the night before. That's already planned. I'm going to watch the movie the night before, see the premiere on the 12th, and then me and a couple of folks are going to um, Universal Studios Hollywood on June 21st to 23rd, and we're, like, making an event out of this. Like, we're, we're going to the park during the day, and then we're going to see the IMAX 3D thing um, that night on the 21st, so, like, the first... 3D IMAX showing and we're all going like we're, we're not dressing up per se but we're going very inspired like you would know who we are like it's not like a full-on con thing but like a comic-con thing but like um they're all wearing their deeply Jurassic shirts like you know that Target shirt like that dress shirt that has a Jurassic Park all over it oh yeah got it right behind like me. they're they're yeah they're they're going some going to wear that some are going to wear like one one dude's like has his Lowry like shirt and stuff <laughs> and and like I bought the DPG shirt and um and I bought like dinosaur like those dinosaur high tops that they saw at Hot, Hot Topic and I have my DPG socks which no one will see but I'll know that they're there <laughs> and um what else what else and like I green I'm green shorts and which of course isn't like what she wears it's not it's not a cosplay thing but it is green shorts and the DPG shirt and like. Just all that, all that kind of thing. So we're going to be clearly people are going to know what we are doing, and it's yeah. going to be like a walking advertisement. It's going to be so much fun. So we're going, to, we're doing that, and then I have um, the premiere on the twelfth. So I'm probably going to watch the movie before that. But usually, I'm not really, I don't really prep for these things. But this one is organically happening. Yeah, this might be an interesting one to prep for. You know, I didn't necessarily prep a ton uh, for Jurassic World. <clears throat> I don't remember if I watched all the movies before. I probably did, but it was a busy time because I was getting married that same weekend. So I didn't. I, we got up there to this place in Pennsylvania where we got married, and I didn't have a ton of time. I didn't bring the movies. I didn't do any of that stuff. So I literally, like, we're setting up for a wedding, and we take a night off to go see the movie. And we wore, you know, Jurassic Park T-shirts and stuff, but that was about it. We didn't really go too crazy because – we had other stuff on our minds but um yeah for this one i don't know because i feel like it's gonna tie into the past a lot so i want to rewatch as much as i can 
And luckily, I mean, they all just came out on 4K. I have the digital copies and all that stuff. So there's uh, plenty of time to watch all these things, you know, this this month leading up to it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's probably what I'll do is rewatch and wear, you know, whether it's that Target Jurassic Park shirt or just a T-shirt. Um, we'll see. And the thing is, I actually can't go opening night which is a, a bummer, <laughs> but, um, yeah. well, we'll see what we can do. Uh, I'll try to get out there sometime that weekend. So, you know, it'll be out for a while. You know what they're doing there? They have that whole double feature thing going. Oh, so that, that would be really cool to take advantage of. I but, know. Um, I've, I've seen a few people have mentioned that they're going to that yeah. and I'm super jealous because that sounds like a, a blast, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I wish I could make it out to that. The only reason we're not doing that because it's not in, I don't think it's in IMAX or it's not in 3D IMAX or, or something that it's not. It's like just in regular screen or something like both films. Um, I don't remember if it, it, it might be an IMAX, but it's not 3D, something like that. And I remember seeing Jurassic World in 3D IMAX and then seeing it regular, like when it got out of IMAX or whatever. And it was, there's nothing like seeing it in 3D IMAX. So I don't, we're not going to pass up an opportunity for that. So I wish that the double feature was all in 3D IMAX. That's I yeah. wish so much because then I would we would be doing that, but I'm gonna miss out on that that double feature. Yeah, I, it's I a hope shame. Someone sees it. Enjoys it starts it. at what like 3 p.m. and then I think yeah. it's at 3 p.m. That's a little early, but um, I don't know what I forget what the, is it on the 21st or the 22nd? It's on the 21st because it's on the same day. I remember the tickets being available today. By the way, tickets available today. Um, not when this comes out. A You're few a days ago. <laughs> But, uh, but um, I remember, yeah, today the tickets, they were available at 3 for today, or for that day we're going on the 21st, or the 3D IMAX at night. And so it wasn't 3D IMAX during the day, so we're like, wow, well, okay, no double feature for us. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to prepare at the moment since I, uh, it feels weird, like the tickets went on sale and I'm like, um... I don't, I don't know when I can go. <laughs> so, oh my goodness, that's so crazy. I don't like, I don't have tickets, so it's very weird. So we'll see. Um, but for now, I, I'm planning on wearing some shirt, and uh, that's a, that's for sure. I'm definitely wearing a shirt to the movies. <laughs> a shirt? Are you yeah, sure? Yeah, for sure wearing a shirt. Um, okay. And I'm going to see it, the movie, sometime. So that's my plan. <laughs> that's, a, that's a solid plan. It is. It's that's what I'm going with, and I hope it works out. So we'll see. But uh, thank, thank you for the email there, Brianna. That was that was great. Um, next up, we have a voicemail from Dakota. Where is it? Uh, I think it's around here somewhere. Nope, not that's not it. Um, here it is. Hey guys, just wanted to say, love the show, love the mailbag. It's one of my almost favorite parts. And love so much more. My name is Dakota Morgan, and I wanted to kind of ask you guys, what would you think about perhaps sometime down the road is doing a kind of, we've seen a trainer sort of thing with Owen. So what would it kind of be like to see some of the other, like, animal handlers, like some of the dino handlers on the park when Jurassic World fell? I would, kind of, would you guys want to see a story of, like, who was taking care of the Rex and the Triceratops and all of them, too, like, and what it was like for them to have to leave their animals behind because i work at a zoo so i know that it's pretty pretty you're pretty close to the animals and so i'm wondering would you want to see a story like that in a mini short a book series or something like that um just wanted to say thank you guys as well and hopefully say yeah or night but thank you guys enjoy the podcast and keep up the good work thank you 
Thanks, dude. That was great. Um, glad to have you listening into uh, stuff like this. You know, garbage mailbag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and his his name is so cool, Dakota Morgan. Yeah, like, man, that is that, that is cool epic. name. I yeah. really like that name a lot. Um, but as far as like you know, spinoff stories and whether you know whether it's uh, m- movies, TV shows, or books or whatnot, I don't know. But um, I'm down. I'm ready. I, I want any of that stuff, and specifically like. Um, other handlers and whatnot, I think that would be a real interesting way to go. I mean, you know, he said it right there that, you know, you any handler can get connected to their creatures, you know, whatever they're watching. So uh, I could see that being emotional for somebody aside from Owen. You know, he's not the only one out there that mm-hmm. cared for these dinosaurs. And even if it isn't a handler, if it's just some random employee, I would love that. If there's like an employee that's like, you know, across the island, away from a lot of the drama, but something is out there, something's lurking. It, it could be a really interesting story to tell. Um, I'd be 100% down for that. No, you know what, though? Um, that's one of the things that I've kind of always really, really, really been interested in is the handler, the other handler's stories and what they did with their dinosaur whenever, um, like, the Indominus got out. As we talked before, like Claire didn't care about the other dinosaurs. Nobody really did. There, she like moved the people, but she didn't really care about the dinosaurs' safety. And all those dinosaurs had handlers. So, what was their orders like? Or did they? Is there someone that like took care of their specific dinosaur? Um, did they move them in because they didn't move the apatosaurs in? Maybe they moved one in, or they couldn't move them in fast enough. I don't know. But I'm really, I really am interested in other handlers' stories. Because even when, um, like, I read fanfic once in a while, more than I often, okay, all the time. <laughs> and there's, they do touch on that a lot. And I'm really, really um, interested in those kind of stories because those are things you don't really think about. But there's a lot probably going on back there. Every single one of them has their own story. And I'm really interested in handler stories. So, yes, big yes for me. Yeah, I think it could be really emotional. You know, for sure. Um, there's um, there's a lot to tell there. And I think, you know, the, the main story focuses on higher level employees at Jurassic World. You have Simon Mizrani who runs the show. And then you have Claire who's, you know, head of operations there. You have like Owen who, who is um, doing a project that is pretty intense with these raptors. So he's not just I, – I feel like he's a little bit higher than the typical employee at Jurassic World. Um, who's handling some of the dinosaurs and whatnot. So I think it could be a really interesting story. And, and, you know, maybe it has to do with, you know, uh, the debate about whether it's humane or not to have these animals and, or, you know, somebody wants to let them free or something like that. I think there could be a story there, even if it didn't take place during the breakout, if it even took place ahead of time, you know, some 10 years that that park operated on its own perfectly fine. There's got to be a story in there somewhere with handlers or, or anybody, really. Yeah, uh, definitely. Then, or I'm really interested to see what went on with the handlers. Like, during that control room scene is so interesting. It's the most interesting scene, in my opinion, whenever they're deciding what to do, if they should call this, if they should close, like, what, what they should do. And it's, like, all really tense and good stuff. And... I have to wonder, like, what happened after that scene? Did they tell, did they even tell the handlers that there's a dinosaur loose? Or did they keep that a secret, not only to the guests, but to the other employees as well? 
Like, that's really interesting to me. Yeah, we didn't really see a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff when it comes to, like, maybe it was, like, um, Vivian and Lowry, like, you know, telling employees out there what they should be doing. Um, we didn't really see any of that kind of thing. Yeah, like, what, that's what, interesting. Yeah, like, there was one part, part where, like, you know, Vivian was like, oh, my God, you know, something's happening. We have to shut down stuff or blah, blah, blah. I forget what she said. But, like, that's, like, one of the only times. And we see the gyrosphere operator, like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, I just work here. Like, you know, he – that's an interesting plot point for me is, like, this guy that, like, literally just is there for a job. Like, he has no stake in, in the, the company or he's not going to be sued by anybody. He's not going to – like, nothing's going to happen. He just works there and he's just trying to do his job. I like that aspect of yeah. Jurassic World. I think that would be really interesting to dive into, you know, these people who see the Claire's and the Owens and maybe they hate them. Maybe they, you know, Claire's the boss. Like, I don't, I don't like her. Why would I like her? You know, she just bosses me around all day. Like, but I love this dinosaur here, you know, whatever it is. I, I love this one. I want to take care of it. And now they're telling me to evacuate and just leave my dinosaur. Like exactly. that's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, there, there's so many, and there's so many dinosaurs and there are probably so many handlers per dinosaur. And I'm, I have to think that one reacted differently than what they were probably told because they care more about their dinosaur than they do the head of whoever's telling them what to do. So I have to think that there were some rogue employees there doing whatever they wanted to save their dinosaur, which is interesting. Maybe even the story after Jurassic World happened, like days after, like not everybody, uh, you know, abandoned their, their post. And this, this handler here was really attached to, I don't know. Stiggy Moloch, you know, something like that. Like, the thing is on the island somehow, right? So uh, I don't think it was in any of the material, you know, know, for Jurassic World. But it would be interesting. What if, because you know how Claire brought Owen for Blue. It would be so interesting if she brought some other handlers with her. Like, if that was not the DBG team, but, like, the rescue team. Like, part of the rescue team was also other handlers. Could be, yeah. I, that would be interesting to me. I don't know. Yeah, I like I like the idea of like a rogue person that's just like I I didn't I didn't abandon you. Like I'd love to see that scene where like <laughs> yeah you know he's like I didn't I didn't want to leave you I, I couldn't leave you not like in a like a weird like loving way but like just like a you know a heartfelt like uh, I couldn't do it I couldn't leave you before letting you free and it's this like story about how this person has to get from one side of the island to free his favorite dinosaurs instead of like you know letting it rot in a cage or something like that yes i like it i want to see it me too so much (laughs) (laughs) thank you uh dakota let's move on here we have um an mp3 from contributor tom so let's uh let's play this hey brad and jen it's tom here i hope you're both doing well uh i wanted to ask since we are Obviously, in the month of Fallen Kingdom, uh, what story thread or question have you got left from Jurassic World or any of the other films that you hope Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom will answer? I'm really, really excited to see what you guys say. You're really excited, huh? Let me think of this on the spot. That's like one of those tough ones that they expect us to know. I know. That's a tough one. Okay, so what do I wish? What do I want answered? And let's, yeah, let's start easy. Jurassic World. Um, 
you know, let's move, move our way backwards, see if there's anything in the other movies too. But start at Jurassic okay. World. Do you have I got anything? Something. Yeah, my well, I think we just touched on this a bit, but the thing I want answered is what happened with with Claire and lawsuits. Like, did she get blamed? What happened to the Mizrani Corporation? There's a lot of things that I wanted to see that I don't feel like are going to be answered, and I would like them answered. I don't know. Someone had to take responsibility for something. Someone had to step up somewhere. Someone, I'm sure, was getting a lot of fingers pointed at. And it doesn't seem like Claire was one of them. And that's weird to me. Um, so I want to know what happened there. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. don't think there's not a, I don't think there's like a ton of lingering questions aside from like, yeah, what's the consequence of, you know, making your choices that you made in the park? And also, like, where did Dr. Wu go? And what's his deal? You know, that's probably one of mine as my biggest like uh, questions is like, where is he? You know, where did that chopper take him? Um, What is his deal with like Hoskins and whoever he was working with and cahoots with? I'd like to know more about that. I think we're going to get some answers there. So that'll be interesting to see, you know, what the what the deal is. I'd love to know, you know, if he is evil in a sense, not not like truly evil or, or villainous evil, but like just like. A bad guy you know like is he really out to hurt the park and people and and you know is he for himself um or is he just making some dumb choices that uh are harmful like i really want to know who was held accountable and how yeah. all these people victims who experienced all this stuff like got resolved like who who took care of that I, I want to know that, and I don't want to just skip over it and be like, "Oh, it's a totally different story now," which probably is where we're going. But that's my un- big, my big, big unanswered question: is who, who is accountable? Yeah, and there's a great scene that was cut from the Lost World. Um, you should look it up. I think you might like it um, if you haven't already. But uh, it's a deleted scene with uh, Ludlow and like a board of directors and talking about like the deaths on, on the uh, in the original park and island and consequences and different things like that and taking the the company away from john hammond and all that it's a really interesting scene that was cut from the movie but also it was played on tv quite a bit i remember seeing it a lot for some reason like i I remember watching it on like tnt and they would always play that scene and another scene with roland tembo like beating up a dude which i just literally just watched like the other day yesterday maybe um it's an awesome scene but um two great scenes that were cut from that movie that were played on tv and just like i love those scenes so you should check that one out because it it does sort of what you're asking it like answers questions and talks about what happened in the past something like that would be great in this movie not cut from the movie movie but actually in the movie i i do want to like put this little thing in it's it's won't be long but i read this it just reminded me i read this in a fic a fanfic once and i want it i wanted it so bad i think it's so much better than what we're getting but it was a point oh. where um the the guy the lawyers i don't know who they were like the head of somebody what came up to claire like right after it came up to claire and they're like you either you have to be the face of the um human resources like you have to make this look fine or you're gonna like get sued like we're either gonna hmm. throw you under the bus or you have to be the face of human resources and fix it so they they, they like totally like blackmailed her into one of those two things so she basically has to force herself and force everything to make everything look okay so that actually make her look like a worse person in public because 
she has to make it look good like it wasn't a bad thing somehow like be the face of human resources but then it's like killing her because that's not how she feels but yet she's blackmailing us doing it like it was such a good power struggle thing and i know we're not getting that even close to that and but in my head though i'm like well maybe you know my dpg conspiracy i'm like well maybe that's that's part of it like that's that's part of her she had to make the dpg a thing and even that mills is part of it to like push her to have a face of something but yet meanwhile behind the scenes it's really totally some something different like it's for something else so i don't know that's what i've been wanting but i don't know that's actually a really awesome idea you know just you know you you have to save yourself and the company all at the same time so we're gonna we're gonna tell you this is your baby you know, you need to to create the DPG. It has to be your face and your image, and we're gonna build it back up and uh, eventually do something with everything. But uh, oh man, a volcano comes, and now we have to deal with that. Um, but yeah. it could be interesting for sure. That. Something like along those lines. I wanted that power struggle so much because, like, that's terrible to to have to. You basically have to make it look good. You have to recover so fast and like put the smile on and make your make it okay somehow. You have to, yeah. and that would be so good. Yeah. I wanted that. I like that. Maybe we'll get something along those lines or something similar. That would be interesting. Um, thanks, Tom. I hope we. Uh, oh wait, we should go back. It's just a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I completely forgot about the other movies. There's other movies in this. No. Um, Jurassic Park three. Um. I mean, a lot of the, I feel like a lot of the the questions for the previous movies have kind of been talked about in the DPG stuff. Um, so there's a lot of stuff there that like you know dinosaurs were all killed off or you know s- certain species and some were moved from Sorna to Nublar and all this stuff. So a lot of questions have been answered with content like that. Um, and it, it seems like a lot of these things have been happening. Uh, I think they talked about in the DPG, like the Spinosaurus actually being part of that initial rush to to do hybrids or something like that. They kind of hinted at stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I don't. I really can't think of any threads. I mean, we've seen some teases uh, of things that'll you know go back to the first movie. Um, so I'm interested to see no matter what. I don't really have any un um, unfinished threads. It's not not like I'm like oh where's the where's the uh, Barbasol can like I want somebody to find <laughs> like that that's done and gone like that thread is gone like so I don't really care about that anymore I don't care about a lot of those things um, so I don't I don't think I have any like unfinished threads in the in the first three movies really do you no but I'm I'm fearful that I'm going to have an unfinished thread here in Jurassic World after this movie comes out a tad mm. fearful of that but I don't have any threads right now nope I'm yeah. threadless. I think I think it might open some threads like like you're saying like for the first three movies like you know how things relate and and all that and we'll be analyzing it for sure here but uh, I'm interested to see how it all connects. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Here we have an an email from Josh. Oh boy. So <laughs> he says, after the conclusion of the new trilogy, what do you think is more likely to happen? Jurassic Park seven or a Jurassic Park remake. Also, Jen, what celebrity celebrity are you most looking forward to bumping into at the Hollywood premiere of Fallen Kingdom? Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Bryce? <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, there was no, like, everybody knew that, right? Like, yeah. That, why, why, Josh? 
what a waste of a question. Like <sighs> what a waste like, of like energy. Yeah, you didn't even have to words. ask that. Come on, right? <laughs> you know, I think I'm I'm excited for extra number three. Yeah, yeah. The handler really handler three, right? Handler three. I mean, we have a thing with the handlers now. Might be handler number three. So if we had to take Bryce out of the equation, do you have uh, anybody else that you would like to bump into? I do. I, I really just want to shake Colin's hand and be like, I, thank you. And I'm just really proud of you. Like, I've been wanting to tell him that I'm really proud of him and of his bravery since the, I saw the first, since I saw Jurassic World the first time. As soon as I saw that it was over and the credits rolled, in my mind, I'm thinking, I just want to tell these people I'm really proud of them. I'm really proud of what they did. And I'm, I'm really proud of what they accomplished and i i just want them to know that i really appreciate everything that they did and i just yeah. really want to tell them that i've been wanting to tell them that since june of 2015 <laughs> that i'm just really proud and yeah and happy with what they've done and that's all i want to do i want to tell colin that yeah I and like... i want to tell jeff that because jeff is Ooh. from my area oh, jeff yeah. golden's from my area so I'm i just want to be like jeff. hey jeff we're from the same town ish <laughs> so that's that's what i want to say yeah i feel like Jeff would be a good one because I feel like he takes the time. Like he like he'll stare you in the eyes and be like, you know, what's your question or you know, let's talk. You know, he's that he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah, and, uh, those are my my picks. I want to tell Colin that I'm really proud of him, and I want to say tell Jeff, hey, we're neighbors. Yeah, and Colin Colin has gotten a lot of crap for you know his choices in Jurassic World and and uh, the book of Henry not being a huge success and a weird movie and you know losing star wars so people just like rag on him nonstop. and uh i'd like to see a little resurgence with uh you know you know kindness i guess towards colin yeah. he deserves it you know and he's like, done a great job i don't know where his confidence is but i just want to um like build him up i want to build him up a lot yeah that, he deserves that so yeah, much definitely deserve deservingly so um and what do you think about uh you know the conclusion of this trilogy do you think Jurassic Park 7 or a remake? I really don't know. I don't, I've been thinking about this a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it can't be another Jurassic World, really. And it, I don't know if it can be really another Jurassic Park. But maybe it would have to be another trilogy like this. But that's weird because it was all based on a park. We we opened the park. You can't really do anything else to a park. Now they're blowing up the park. Like I don't really know where else we can go with it. Yeah, I, really don't. I know. I hate to say it, but I feel like it'll run its course after the, the, the next movie, after this one. It's just like, it seems, how, how far can you go with this franchise? Like, it just seems like it would have to end at this point. I mean, I don't know. Like you said, there's no more parks. Like, they're not, they can't possibly build another park. I mean, it's not going to go to space like everybody jokes. Like, come on, like, let's just keep it simple Maybe cut it off here or go back and do what they're doing with Han Solo. You know, like going over a time with a character or a certain aspect, like a handler or something like that. I think that's the best bet or even tie in TV shows or something after the fact, you know, uh, like we've always talked about, like how Jurassic World was built. Um, I know the novel, uh, The Evolution of Claire is going to touch on that a little bit. So that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, but I don't know. I don't know where else there is to go. We'll have to wait and see, but um, I, I, I don't feel like Jurassic Park 7 is going to happen. I think a remake would be more likely. 
Maybe I mean, a TV honestly, remake or something. Um, like Jurassic movies are unique in that way that you only have two major ways you can go. No matter with Star Wars and other films that have a million sequels, I guess the opportunities are endless. But really, Jurassic is very unique that it, you're either on the island or you're telling stories off the island. And I feel like telling stories off the island, once you get to that point, you can only tell so many stories on it and you can only tell so many stories off it. So when you're off the island, you're already in that second half of you can only tell so many stories here. And we're already crossed that barrier. And that's kind of like their their crossing point, their midway point. And then this movie and then the next one is going to end the mid, like will be at the end. You can't tell more stories off and you can't tell. We already... <laughs> finished the stories on so yeah it's very unique that it can't go anywhere else and you can't overdo those stories because there aren't as many somehow for some reason there just there just aren't i can't even think of more stuff that they would do that wouldn't be ridiculous so uh, i feel like there's nothing else know. they could do yeah i mean there's there's a lot of people out there that are much smarter that can come up with some cool stories but i don't know i just can't think of anything at uh, you know off the top of my head um, I feel like a remake is probably more likely, you know, do it, do it Westworld style on HBO. Um, I know um, Justin, you know, from the missing copies has been like really wanting a darker version, which would be interesting. I, I, I'll admit it would be interesting for maybe a more um, accurate uh, depiction of the original book uh, or books. Um, I don't, I don't know. You know, it had to be very separate from this franchise. I think it would be a, a while you know, before they did anything like that. I don't think they could do it too quick um, because of comparisons. And like we said, the these movies have been impossible to recreate um, in other franchises and in other, other movies. So I don't even know if like a remake of, of the, the first movie could stand in its weight. You know, I don't know. It'd be interesting. But I think that's probably more likely than number seven. Yeah, out of all franchises, I think this is one that can back itself into a whole pretty quickly because the hole wasn't very big to begin with <laughs> yeah yeah uh, i know you know people make fun of us because you know how could you have a podcast about a, a movie that's you know it, you know one movie that's good and then everybody says the other three are bad um so yeah i don't know but um you it, it was just a small hole to begin with so we'll see what they do with this movie fallen kingdom and the next one but I don't know. I don't know where, where we're going to stand after the third movie. So we'll, we'll have to yeah. wait and see. Um, thanks, Josh. Uh, let's see. What, do, what else do we have here? We have an MP3 from Corey. So let's let's uh, take a listen. Hey, Jurassic Amigos. Whoa. It's Corey again with another question that's sure <laughs> nice to drive voice. kids out of their mind. What is that? It's a small version of an adult, honey. <laughs> First off, I just want to say that I can't believe we're this close to Fallen Kingdom. It has been shown, people have watched it, and it's so close to being here for the rest of us. Wow. Flying to Europe really has never been so tempting. Anyway, let's get to my real question today. Now, I'm sure we all know that Malcolm was basically raised from the dead between the first and the second Jurassic novels by Michael Crichton. So here's the situation. You get to make your own Jurassic movie, and you have to make one character that's been killed in a movie be the star of your sequel. Who would it be and why? Now, I know that most people would probably say Muldoon, but me, I'm hard pulling on Gennaro to step up and lead. If there is anyone that needs redemption in this franchise, it is that man. He was oh. so much more hardcore in the first book, and I want to see that on screen. No more bathroom death, just a pure, unadulterated attorney dinosaur adventure. Ooh. 
<laughs> what do you guys think? I can't wait for the movie. And each day it's getting harder and harder to focus on things like, you know, my job. So I need things <laughs> yeah. like this podcast to keep me in check more than ever. P.S. Still working hard on that Lowry impression. Bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he has such a cool voice. That is fantastic. That, that's a really, really good question. I, I don't know. Do you, uh, do you have anybody um, in mind? I'm trying to think who died. Who all died? All right. Udesky. So, Udesky, Udesky died. Oh man! See, Udesky could be interesting. He, you could have like, um, like some sort of military backstory, like a prequel, like um, you know how how he became Udesky. <laughs> oh, There's be Jurassic so Park Seven. You know, it's like you know people are wondering how Han Solo, Chewie, and Lando got together as a crew, but we're wondering how like you know Udesky, Nash, and Cooper. How did they become go. a trio? You know, how did that happen? That's uh, my choice. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, man. So who else? Like, Gennaro is hilarious just because, like, what even is that story? <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, he definitely needs a little redemption because, you know, he was he he was not a good character, like a, a great person. Because he abandoned the kids. That's a real bad choice, Choice, obviously. But he's not the evil villain like that people make him out to be. He just, he got scared. He left the kids. He definitely shouldn't have done that. But, um, you know, he got eaten off a toilet. Like, it's so goofy that, like, people just gloss over the fact that he got eaten off a toilet. Um, you know, when they talk about their flaws with Jurassic World. Um, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's true. I'm surprised you no know? one ever like jumped on that and said, wow, that is stupid. But it they really, don't. They is. actually love that. It's I know, because it, it's such like such an iconic moment and it's like, you know, in pop culture and all that stuff, but like when you think about it, it's real dumb. But <laughs> we all love it. It's it's great. Um I mean we could talk about Joffrey, the the gate razor guy that mm, uh you know yeah. Uh, he got eaten there. Um, Muldoon, yeah, he would be. He would be interesting. He needs a lot of redemption because he he is he does not pull his weight in Jurassic Park. You know, like Clayton Fioriti compared him to uh, Owen just recently, and we're always comparing him to um, uh, Roland. And Roland is like a way better character, uh, similarly, you know, than um, Muldoon. So Muldoon Muldoon needs like that backstory. Um, you know, like to to pump him up a little bit to make us believe that he was actually like a like a good game warden or something like that. I don't know. Um, the Nedry uh, prequel could be pretty interesting, oh, or, yeah. or and he's talking about like raising them from the dead and bringing them back like they did with Ian Malcolm. Um, I don't know how you could do like mm-hmm. any of that stuff. Like like Dennis Nedry didn't actually get eaten; it was just all a ruse, and he's like. He got sick. He just backed out the door and just the the Dilophosaurus like attacked the uh, the door frame or something like that. And now Dennis is just blind, and his <laughs> face is all scarred and, and like melted away, and he's just some like evil well, monster now. <laughs> that that got out of hand quickly. Um, I know. What about what about is, is can I bring back John Hammond? Like, is that valid? Oh yeah, I think that would be valid. I was literally thinking that when i was thinking about the muldoon story like i would like to see that prequel but like as far as bringing him back yeah i don't know what would you do you know it's funny that's like the last person we thought of because we're like who who can we bring back and it's the most obvious choice (laughs) yeah yeah 
Yeah, yeah I would like I would like to bring him back just because I love him. Yeah, bring no him other reason. Back. And nobody knew he existed. And then Jurassic World rolls around, and he's like, he's like, what were you guys thinking? I, I, I this is not what my my intentions were when I left it in your hands. Like this is not what I wanted. Uh, that would be interesting to see. Um, we could have like uh, the 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 Zara assistant story or whatever it. <laughs> Whatever she was. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, she didn't actually die. She clawed her way out of the uh, Mosasaurus stomach. <laughs> yeah, that's that's plausible. There's, there's a lot of options out there. I, I think they could be uh, all pretty interesting. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, mine's Udesky. That's my final answer. Udesky. That's a good pick. That's a good one. That's my pick. That's my pick. Uh, thanks, Corey. That was awesome. Uh, let's see the last one. We have the last question for the June Jurassic <gasps> I'm mailbag. I'm so nervous. It's the last question. The last it's the last one. question you'll ever ask me until my face has seen the film. The, yeah, Whoa. really. The last question before you're a different person who has seen oh Jurassic God. World Fallen Kingdom. And it comes from Derek. So Derek, you have okay. a lot to live up to here. Well, let's go. see if it, uh, you know, lives up to the hype. Hi, my name is Derek and I'm a new listener to the podcast, and I just think y'all nice. are doing an excellent job so far. And my question to y'all is, do you think that the trailers that we've been shown have been Phineas misinformation or are mm-hmm. deliberately trying to misdirect us as to what the actual plot is or what we may think has been spoiled for us but may not have actually been spoiled? Um, for example... In the final trailer, when Blue gets shot, is Blue actually being shot? Or has the trailer just been edited to make it look that way? And I know this is uh, something that uh, a few movie trailers have done in recent memory. I know that the Avengers Infinity War trailers have done it. Uh, Deadpool 2 has done it. Um, and it can just be a way to sort of misdirect people's expectations so that you still go in and have a surprise. So I was just curious to hear what you all think about that, if uh, we might be uh, being led down a different path from the actual movie uh, with what's being shown in the trailers. Anyways, keep up the great work on the podcast. Thanks, dude. That was awesome, Derek. Glad to have you on board. Like I said before, listening to this, uh, you know, trashy mailbag edition that we always put on every month. It's like it's like the low level uh, comedy you know, long form comedy <laughs> segment that we have here. That's being very generous. Calling this a comedy. <laughs> well, I called it garbage before, so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is a, that's a good question, and one of that I one that I hope is like really true. You know, like real like that, that statement about misdirection and you know misinforming us and and pointing us in a different direction. I really hope that's true. Yes, I wish more movies did that deliberately, actually. I wish more movies went into trailers and marketing as of how can we trick people the most. Because I hate when it's so straightforward, and I hope that none of this is straightforward. So I'm right with you on I want all of it to be a trick. I mean, you know you know my conspiracies. You know I'm trying to go the other way with most things here. And I hope that's the case. I hope that it's not what we see. I hope it's not what you see is what you get. I hope it's totally a surprise and it's, it takes a total turn to the left and you just like, whoa, did not see that coming. I want that. I want that so bad. 
Yeah, I I hope so. I hope we get like misdirection. And, yeah. you know, like we said earlier that, you know, you can piece together these scenes and and say like, oh, this happens after that. And that must be towards the end of the movie or uh, so. I, I hope that there's misdirection there. There was a scene. Um, I, I won't say which one, but there was a, a post from Bayona or something like that of one of the, the newest like big scenes that people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe you showed that. And um, he said something about how the scene was carefully crafted. Um, and I just, I looked at that tweet and I thought, that's interesting. Like it's carefully, why would he mention that this scene was carefully crafted? You know, why wouldn't he just be like, yo, check out this awesome scene that we made for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Instead, he made, made a point to say that it was carefully crafted, uh, which made me think like carefully crafted to misdirect or to show us something that might not actually happen in this way or, you know, any, any of those things. So I, I hope that's the case. Um, I hope things like like that um, volcano. I think we maybe talked about that before being a misdirection, um, and, and it would be. I would almost be disappointed if stuff like that was a, a misdirection because I kind of want to see that moment now in the movie, like the T Rex roaring in front of the volcano. Like it's so iconic to me that I want it to be true. I don't want it to be a misdirect, but at the same time, it would be nice to see something different, I guess, um, to yeah. be a surprise and in the way it plays out. Uh, maybe it doesn't happen exactly the way we see it, but it still happens. So I don't know. I, I hope things happen slightly differently, but we've seen so much of this movie that I don't know that they'd change a lot. You know, it's it's hard to say. Yeah, I know. It's, we really don't know, and I hope we really don't know. You know, I'm, I'm like, yeah, we really don't know. I'm like all disappointed about it, but no, yes, I hope we really don't know. I hope that it's not just what we're seeing. I, I want to sit there and not be able to piece it together. I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, well, this is going to happen next. I know that this happens next, and have a scene that come up like, oh, I remember this scene from this trailer, and I know how that's going to connect. And I don't want that at all. I want, I want it to just completely shock me. Please, please, movie. Don't don't be just showing us all those TV spots. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly how it's going to play out. No, that does not excite me. Like that will not get me pumped. I don't want to see the movie. Yeah. Stop showing me the movie. Yeah, I would be very excited if if movies went the route of just showing like a title card, the logo of the movie, and just being like coming summer 2018. Like that that'd be fantastic. I would be all or for that. Making a point to misdirect you. Like well, working at it. I don't. Ne- I, like I don't that. necessarily need it to misdirect. I-, I would love it if if it was straightforward and said, "You will not see any of this in the movie. This is not the movie. This is just an advertisement for what the movie is, and it's not anything you'll see." You know, sort of like the, I mean, the- compared to what we're getting, compared to what we're getting now, I would rather have a misdirection. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it, like the. Like the commercial for the DPG is something that I would like to see more of. You know, it's not necessarily spoiling, I don't think, anything from the movie. Uh, Maybe there is a quick glimpse of it or something along those lines. But there's that commercial where Bryce does like a voiceover and you see her like hanging out with kids in schools and, and working in the office and stuff like that. That's the kind of marketing I would love to see more of in, in terms of like a trailer because it gets you hyped for the movie, but it doesn't spoil the movie. I think that would be perfect. Yeah, that's that's valid. But then you're kind of like, 
oh, I wish this was in the movie. Because now I'm thinking yeah. about, do I want the DPG stuff in the movie? Um, and I've had that internal discussion with myself often. And um, and then that kind of builds up a whole other universe of, do I want this universe part in the movie as well? Do I just want it to be promotional material? It's like a weird thing, because we're not used to that sort of thing, really, with movies. So no. I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, and I know it's like, it's tough, because... Star Wars again, Rogue One came out a few years ago, 2016, I think. Um, and it had a lot of stuff that was reshot. So a lot of the trailer was completely different from the movie. Like none of that stuff ended up making it into the movie, Wow, which is, which is kind of nice, but a lot of people, it hurt them because when they saw the movie, they were waiting for those things. Like we were talking about, yeah. they were waiting for that scene where, you know, uh, the dude walks through the water with his cape, like, you know, stuff like that, like never happened. Um, but at the same time, it, it saved you, you know, like you, you were, were not spoiled by a lot of the things that happened. It went a completely different direction, which is great. And but personally, it didn't, I didn't even think about it. Like until after I was like, oh yeah, that was very different than the trailer. That could be so frustrating, though, because that's like a thing when people, when they show these trailers and then they don't put scenes that were in the trailer in the movie, like it doesn't make the final cut. And you're like, wait, but I saw that scene in the trailer. That was like um, when Bryce did her that gold movie, like she had so much in the trailers, so much in the trailers and all of this stuff and all these different outfits and all this stuff. And then in the movie, I'm like, wait, I was waiting for that. Like, where is it? I was waiting for that scene. It's not here. Like, that's frustrating when they show it to you and they're like, oh, kidding. It's not in the movie, but it's in the trailer. Yeah. I don't like that. So I might not like this. This yeah. whole Yeah, I might not like that. Well, I think video games do it really well actually when it comes to their trailers. Um a lot of the stuff like um Assassin's Creed for instance, um they make like a movie as their trailer. It's like a 2-minute movie or something that like it's not really a scene that you ever end up playing. It's like something that, you know, lives in that world. It showcases the landscapes and the gameplay and stuff like that, but it's not like in-game footage. Um, a lot of times they'll like for Jurassic World Evolution, a lot of the footage actually says on the bottom in-game footage. So it means that it's directly from the game. Um, so you know what you're looking at. You know that you're looking at stuff that we will be able to play. Um, but, you know, with the Assassin's Creed stuff, when you watch this movie, you're like, well, this is a, a highly rendered image that is not necessarily the indication of like what it will look like when we actually play the game it's going to be a lot different we're not it's not going to be one long cut scene so i kind of like that aspect where they they show you something that is a an advertisement for the game but it's not actually the game so that's kind of what i would love to see movies do in the future that's an interesting thing. Like, I think I could be okay with the DPG thing because the DPG thing could still be in the movie, just not those exact videos, which obviously yeah. is going to happen. Those exact videos aren't going to be in there. And I think I can be okay with that. It's just the, the trickery, as, as you said about with Star Wars, how they show you scenes and you get all excited about for those scenes and then, nope, not in the movie. But that bothers me. But I think I could get behind what the video games are doing and the DPG stuff. Like, yeah. that's okay. I think I'd be down for that. That that's uh, that's a nice way to misdirect you, but not not like trick you. Just literally, just tell us that this is not what you're going to see. This is um, marketing material that's for the purpose of marketing, not for spoiling anything from the movie. I think that'd be interesting. And you know, people talk about like the Avengers made so much money, 
that like Avengers 4 will have if you show anything any kind of material from that movie it's going to spoil it so you can't you it'll spoil the last movie and it'll spoil how things are resolved so like you almost can't show any footage so that'll be a really interesting experiment that like th- th- this is one of the biggest movies of all time how much marketing do you need for one of the biggest movies of all time yeah um so you know Jurassic kind of falls in that territory where it's it's one of the biggest movies of all time it's maybe not top tier anymore it's kind of falling because a lot more movies are are starting to beat it um just in the day and age of you know tickets prices and you know 3d and all kinds of different theaters that charge more so um yeah it's interesting to see what will happen in the future to market movies yeah no i'm interested in that too because they can't really the road that they're going down now with the spoil 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 and and just show a lot and the closer movie gets to show more keep keep saturating like that's not a good road to go down so they're gonna have to figure out a way to do it and i i think that's the right way to do it and it's even by building more content makes fans happier because now they have more content plus the promo and the content is the promo and i think that's a good direction to go in because the one that they're going in now i mean they're just going to start showing the whole movie before before <laughs> that even comes out yeah i hope hope that they do that i mean they have to fix it somehow at this point i hope it's wrong i hope everything we've seen is a lie you know claire says it in the commercial i hope (laughs) it's all a lie Um, i hope so so we'll 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 see but um i don't know i don't think it's gonna be a lie i think it's pretty straightforward the way we see it Um, (sighs) don't do it it's all a lie claire says so it is it's all a lie nothing none of this is real the movie's not even coming out guys that's a lie it's not even happening like what Um, is life anyway (laughs) this is just all philosophical now we're just we're just little little pieces of mass floating around a giant fireball yeah that's it for like an hour and 40 something minutes just mass fireballs spitting out garbage you know pertaining to jurassic park so yeah yeah, i hope you enjoyed this massive episode before jurassic world falling kingdom as soon as that movie hits this episode's just there's no point in listening to it so make sure i mean saying make sure you listen to this at the end of it is kind of pointless so i hope you enjoyed it what is is happening this is the mailbag it's breaking down real quick what is going what is going on it was pretty pretty uh you know tight and and like a quick uh, not quick nope not at all pretty like solid you know mailbag with not a lot of reading luckily so it didn't go off the rails um so i gotta let it go off the rails a little bit at the end it's gone i mean we're talking about little little balls of mass rotating around a fireball it is it's it's massive um but if you guys have any questions for us in july and you want all your fallen kingdom questions all your jurassic world evolution all your uh uh, the evolution of claire too many evolutions um (laughs) if you want all those questions answered uh send them to these gas balls of fire or whatever we are floating around (laughs) you can email us at jurassicparkpod at gmail.com visit jurassic park podcast and uh, fill out our contact form on there or call us, call our voicemail line 732-825-7763 and we'll answer all your questions in what will surely be a longer episode than this. 
<laughs> oh no, we got to start oh. these earlier, huh? That's it's probably gonna be so long. It's going to yeah. be like three days. You may have to do a mailbag part one, part two. Like I, yeah, months. I was <laughs> thinking about that for this, but I don't know. It's too late for that now. It's all one part. So, it's a clump. I'll just put part one at the end of this episode, and people will be like, "Where's part two? And it just will never come. It'll never. But, I hate when people do that. <laughs> you'll you'll be that person. Yes, that's what happens here in the Jurassic Mailbag. So, Jen, where can everybody find you uh, this June? If if uh, you want people bugging you this June, where where can they find you? This June, you could find me at Jennifer underscore Lynn 89. You can follow the Bryce Dallas Howard Network at VDH Network. And and plugging this, if Ooh. you don't have a Claire Funko and you want a Claire Funko, we are giving six Claire Funkos away. And actually, the contest ends tomorrow. So Uh-oh. you're listening to this now and you just <laughs> lost. Unless you oh, entered no. before unless you entered before June first. Um Sorry, but come visit our website anyway. We'll so, be giving away more things in the future. Yeah, as a promo, you know, you just gave away some six awesome Claire Funko Pops. Did yeah. congratulations, winners! If you're listening to this, you're just too late. I'm sorry. What are you doing? You should have paid attention. You should have. Or just Where were you? go to, you know, Hot Topic and find them. <laughs> But it's way more fun to win one. It is, but, you know, unless they have time machines, it's not going to happen. You know, unless they maybe they want it. Maybe, maybe congrats, you won. Then they should have got a time machine. What are they doing? Obviously, like, what on. are you doing? Why? Yes, why? They're doing everything wrong. I know. And and uh, Aaron, contributor here that we surely remember here on the podcast, said to me <laughs> the other day, if I had a time machine, I would go back to... You know, you know, the old days of playing with Jurassic Park toys and, and visit my parents' basement. And I'm like, that's that's where you're going? That's it? <laughs> like, you're not going to go that's visit so dinosaurs? Cool. You're just literally going to go back to a basement. Wow. I mean, it sounds like well, fun. I would probably do it too. But uh, I would definitely, like, visit, like, di- actual dinosaurs before, <laughs> before going to that basement. <laughs> so... <laughs> In the next mailbag, tell us what where where would you go? What basement would you go to? Where would I go? Yeah, I don't know. Save it for the next mailbag in July. We I don't have, have we don't have anything else to talk about in July, so we no. want to know what oh, we I'm didn't even talk think about. We that. forgot to bring up Stan and how how Nemo was oh, like. What were we, we thinking? Forgot Stan. Oh, Stan. What are we doing? Nemo, great job. You know, keeping Stan alive. You know. How did we, yeah. we didn't even, did we even talk about his email? I don't remember. Did, I'm sorry, Nemo. Did we skip it completely? I feel like we listened to it and then we're like, all right, we got another one here. This one is from, oh man, you know I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, maybe he said something that totally made us go in one direction and missed. Oh, it was about blue. Do we want to see blue die? Yeah, that's right. And Stan, you know, we you got to keep Stan to alive. Him. You know, the Stan. Stan name the, the Indoraptor. If anybody was confused an hour ago, whenever that was, <laughs> Stan is our name for the Indoraptor. End of yeah. sentence. End of you know. End of story. That's it. It's not being changed. It's going to be Stan, just like Rexy is the Rex. Well, Blue's Blue. I mean, there's no other real nickname there. But Stan is the Indoraptor. That's it. I mean, honestly, we didn't name Stan. He was just born with that name. So he was. Yeah, it's, and it's just his name. 
it is it's a it's a male wrapped uh indo raptor whatever it is you know i'm gonna mess up that name for the end of time but whatever it is <laughs> that's that's why i'm messing it up i'm because it's being called stan it's that's that's you know instead of messing name. it up calling it indominus or just a raptor it will forever be stan i mean people don't call you human uh, like, <laughs> often <laughs> some people do you don't know that i mean i get called human hey hey human human like that guy on the subway you know with uh, ian malcolm he's like hey you're him stan yeah you're stan right but not everybody calls you human no some not people everybody. call you brad once in a while some people yeah um, So, well he should be stan like that's that's the respectable thing to do it really is we you know it should say in the credits Indoraptor should it say Indoraptor played by Stan or just like Indor it should just not even say Indoraptor it should just no. say Stan played by Stan yeah there yeah. it is Stan Stan yes that's yeah. his name <laughs> now we've officially gone off the rails okay now everyone who says I love the mailbag segment this is the real mailbag segment. This is. Like we this is what we do. We talk about the the big bag of stuff and then Oh no. Stan. Oh no. Yeah. Mary Poppins bag. Yeah, we we've fulfilled everybody's, you know, dreams here by going off the rails. And if you listen this long, this is like that bonus that you get for listening. So congratulations. You made it to the end. I bet nobody's here anymore. They no. left a long time ago. It's just me, you, and Stan. That's it. Do you need anyone else though? Like, no. That's really all you it's need. It's fine. Yeah, we're we're fine. We'll we'll talk about Stan next month in July. Thanks, Jen, for joining me for two hours <laughs> and 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 uh, talking everybody's ear off with me. So we'll see you guys all in July. Thanks. On the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to visit JurassicParkPodcast.com to find all our past episodes, brand new news articles, information on how to contact us, and much more. It's a great source for everything related to the podcast, and of course, Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. Head to JurassicParkPodcast.com and help us build a great community. Thanks for listening to the 153rd episode of the Jurassic Park Podcast. Of course, a huge thanks to Jen for joining me for the June, the epic June Jurassic Mailbag segment this month. It has been crazy answering all these questions leading up to this movie. It has been a blast doing this every month with Jen. I cannot wait to see what july brings us for that mailbag you guys are surely going to come through with all your jurassic world fallen kingdom questions jurassic world evolution questions your jurassic world uh no not jurassic world your evolution of claire questions it's crazy there is so much stuff so call our voicemail line at 732-825-7763 Send us a voice memo to our email, JurassicParkPod at gmail.com and message us via our contact form on JurassicParkPodcast.com. Thank you so much to everybody that called this month, and I can't wait to hear from you all again in July.
If you want to interact with us, we do most of our work over on Twitter, at Jurassic Park Pod. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jurassic Park Podcast. And our Instagram handle is at Jurassic Park Podcast. You can listen to us via iTunes, Google Play, Podomatic, YouTube, our website, or wherever else podcasts are found. So make sure to subscribe to automatically get new episodes every week. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review in iTunes or a great review wherever you listen to the podcast. It will seriously help out our rankings and make it easier for fans like you to find us. Don't forget to check out JurassicParkPodcast.com for all the links you heard here today. If you want to get a hold of us, you can email us with any news stories, MP3s, comments, or if you want to debut a segment of your own, send them to JurassicParkPod at gmail.com. Or you can submit questions directly on our website contact form. If you'd like to record something for the show, send it in to us and we'll feature it in an upcoming episode. If you don't have any way to record, you can give our voicemail line a call and leave us a message. That number is 732-825-7763. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Five minutes. Drop what you're doing and leave now.